Welcome to RCS. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. How are you, Dan? A little tired. Packing. Packing? Packing. Nice. Did you find a destination yet? McCall. Oh, okay. Okay. All yeah. right. I, I didn't know if that was finalized or not. Yeah, I will be in okay. McCall for the month of June, which Sorry. I'm looking forward to. There's uh, some, you know, part of the Idaho backcountry discovery route runs right through McCall. Oh, well, I mean, so you'll be not doing that at all, right? Not at all. Fair enough. You remember that part of the mountain that was on fire that we couldn't drive over? No, because we definitely wouldn't go anywhere places were on fire. Right? <laughs> Who would do such a thing? Let alone go up the road after it's on fire. <laughs> So, I really mean, fun road. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know. So if you don't take a right at that road yeah. and you go straight, you end up on a gravel road that would destroy pretty much every car that goes across it, but it's a really popular off-road route. And it's not even like a, a hard one. It's just a forest service road. But okay. this will be the first time I've been down there in anything but a supercar. That'll be fun. So I'm going to take the Raptor and go straight at that oh, turn. That'll be, I mean, that'll be easy to explain. I was not aware, actually. It's funny, through some of the research, I'm going to talk about a little bit as far as looking into dual sports. I wasn't aware that all these states had backcountry discovery roads. Yeah, well, they, they weren't an official thing up until, I want to say, 99 or 2000, and it started in Oregon was the first one. And yeah. they're, they're not a, an officially state-funded thing. No, but I just wasn't aware, you know, but yeah. Washington, Idaho, uh, Utah, Arizona, Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah, Oregon. It's really, it's a neat, it's a neat trail system, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that, though. I'm going to, Idaho, luckily being Idaho, is a little more open. Yeah. So I can take the Raptor through there without <laughs> giving it the Pacific Northwest trail stripes. Yeah, and, you know, if there's a log, just take the monkey with you and you'll be fine. Well, I'm taking the monkeys, too. Well, so. I'm just saying up, up into the hills with you, and that way yes. you can go farther up. Yeah, so, bring in the chainsaw, bring in the monkeys, yeah. all the essentials. <laughs> Chains on a monkey. What more do you need? So, you now I'm just looking at Brandon over here. I heard Brandon and Powell <laughs> drinks when we say his name on the show, so I'm looking at Brandon and Powell in the audience is, over there. Is Brandon and Powell here? He is here tonight. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's fine. And I'm thinking now we need a chainsaw mount for the monkeys. You, oh, you don't? You mean, you mean Brandon and Powell doesn't have a chainsaw mount on his monkey? I've heard that. Oh, he has okay. everything else on it. He has oh, okay. quite front and rear racks on it. Well, let's write write that down that we need to ask Brandon and Powell about a monkey mount. For his, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you set the rules of the game. I told you. <laughs> So, yeah. He's going to be dead by the end of this episode. That's not fun. my problem. <laughs> no, I did have a... Dibs on his monkey. A long time ago, I did have a chainsaw mount on a dual sport. They yeah. make them. They just yeah. press onto the side and the rear number plate, and I wonder, I'm wonder. i sure I can adapt them for the monkey. The problem is, like, I mean, even if like a, your DeWalt or mine, like, a 12-inch blade's going to go a ways down on a monkey. So, <laughs> that's that's true. Thing, like, on, on a dual sport, it's fine. So. Like a backpack chainsaw mount. <laughs> that wouldn't be uncomfortable. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I've been speaking of dual sports. I've been doing spreadsheets. Yeah. It's escalated. Oh yeah. Uh, Sarah ended up buying a Suzuki DR650 actually from our friends at I90, which is a great bike, but oh God, it's so hard to find bikes right now. It's like, very hard to find bikes. Their inventory is completely sold out for everything. So yeah. they're all holding their value like you wouldn't believe. And I, you know, I made this decision on Saturday night and if, if you don't know about the motorcycle world, they don't, they're not open on Sundays and Mondays. So I'm right. sitting here like with two days, like like, I've got all these emails out that I know aren't going to get responded to tomorrow, but it's still like, oh, it's, it's yeah. killing me. So, and it's quickly how you, it's funny how, and especially in the motorcycle world, you can sit there and be like, this is my budget. And then, and then 15 minutes later, and you're like, well, now this is the budget. This is, <laughs> this is where I want. And like, it's so, like Porsche shopping. God. Yeah. This, yeah <laughs> it's a little bit like that. So, we'll Stand see. Another zero or two. God, yeah. There's, I was like, huh, that escalated quickly. I, I just sent an email on a bike that, that's okay. So much for paying cash. We're going to finance that one. Dual sports <laughs> and sport bikes kind of go after Lotus where it's, uh, well, it's reduce weight and add lightness. It's amazing That's to me the price of a dual sport, like a CRF 400, 450L, which I love. Mm -hmm. You're at 10 grand. 
But if you get that bike that's not a dual sport, you can get it for about six to seven. Like, it's it's turn signals and mirrors that cost the most on a bike. Well, you can convert it pretty easily. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> Especially I like, here. I just want to – well, we'll talk about that because that's – it it has escalated. It it went, it went from a CRF 300L rally, to, and it's I, there's I've I have emails out for a 450. So might I recommend the KTM 690 if you can find but one? But the problem with <laughs> K, KTM kicks you into like 11 to 12, 13 thousand dollars. There's a reason. I know. I understand that there's a reason. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, I'm not there. That so. is the unfortunate truth behind most motorcycles. Once you hit a certain price point, and there's a bunch in that range, and then there's a bunch in the lower range. Then you ride one, then the other, and you're like, oh. I mean, I get it. It's worth it but it i'm also going like i'd like to get this bike and have it like you know the money go out and i, I don't have to worry about a payment kind of thing so <laughs> yep. ktm is like oh come on over i mean they'll, they'll treat you like home but um, you're going to be talking to them for 60 months yeah <laughs> so i'm a yeah. big fan like yeah. said but uh, i'm yeah. i'm on the same hunt you are it'll be a little while since i've got a tractor to buy and a few other things <laughs> <laughs> i was laughing about that i went to I, you know I had dinner with my parents and i was like dan bought a tractor my dad goes yeah. <laughs> my mom goes, what? And I go, well, he's bought a tractor. And she goes, why? Because she had made the connection, even though she's seen yeah. your house. She's like, oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> she's like, I guess I didn't know it was that big. And I was like, I was like, let's be honest. Dan was going to buy a tractor no matter what. So, yeah. You know. He got a half acre lot and make I, a tractor. Do you think Brandon Ben Powell has a tractor? He probably does have a oh, tractor. Okay. I've like, heard he has a tractor. He doesn't live very far away either. Yeah, no. He probably has a utility trailer on I it too. I almost <laughs> went to his house last night, actually. I took the board out for the first time and like, I was a little bit... I was bad. I was having some battery issues, but I was uh, thinking. I was like, I should just stop by. I'm sure dinner's helping, right? I mean, <laughs> it's very, very generous. So, yeah, um, we should talk about our Carter Subaru Tip of the Week. Okay, it'll be a great tie-in for our guest today. Um, so, a lot of things which we have seen people do all too often on all sorts of cars, from exotics to your daily driver. And if you go around Seattle and you park up against a curb, you're going to see them everywhere. It's, we, we laugh when we see it, though. It's the, uh, the $3,000 set of wheels with the $1,500 worth of damage. Yeah, but, and, but that's because they've, they've stretched tires onto it. So Every they're... Range Rover we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So if you go to the dealer around here, or you go to our friends at Park Place, you know, tonight, or you go to many of our Vons partners, and you need repair done, uh, chances are they're not going to fix that wheel in-house. They're going to send it off to a specialist. And if you do that and you're an advanced member, you can get a discount on that. But what I have seen people do over the years is people just don't know about this service. And more often than not, I have direct people this way because they simply don't know. They think you curb a wheel, you hit a wheel, you replace it. You get it out of balance, you replace it. You don't. That's and because somebody at the dealership's like, I'll gladly sell you a new wheel. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. $1,500 forged wheel from on your BMW F Sport package? Why well, not? Also, those come in a pair of two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's a minimum order on those. Absolutely. you got to order two pairs. <laughs> two sides. You hit both sides <laughs> yeah. of the vehicle over there. Exactly. Some mm-hmm. guy's like, this yep. is the third set this year. Mm-hmm. Seen it. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you don't have to do that. You can go get your wheels repaired. And I want to make sure people are aware of that. We've talked about it a little bit on the show, but I have found many, many times that people simply don't know that. You can do a lot of damage to a wheel and still fix it. Um, more than you think, probably. Yeah. yeah I have seen some pretty um, bad pothole divots, bends. I've seen curb rash. I've seen even wheels that you wouldn't think you could normally fix, like forged wheels, wheels with special finishes, things like that. If you take it to an expert, 
you can get that fixed. And it ranges, I think I've seen it as low for like a little chip repair is like 100 bucks or something. We'll get into more into that later. But it goes quite a bit up depending on the type of wheel you have, rightfully so, depending on the amount of work that needs to be done. But it is almost always cheaper than replacing that wheel. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially when you have, like, a, like I said, a forged wheel or you have a machine finished wheel. Like that stuff can be repaired. And we'll get into some of the details of that in a little bit on the show. But again, uh, you can definitely go do that. And if you take it to like our friends at Park Place who we go to often, they will send it off to a specialist too. And then we have that specialist on the show. Uh, today, our guest is Corey Youngren, who's going to tell us all about wheel repair and Corey is the owner of Sound Wheelworks. Um, like I said, Avance. Is it Avance 10? Uh, it's, I, I think something like that. But I have been going to Sound Wheelworks long before Avance has been around. Yes, because, many of us have. I mean, if, uh, <laughs> as you know, you can be as careful as you can be, but it happens. So welcome to the show, Corey. Thank How are you? you? I'm good. Yeah, thanks for taking time to come in. Um, you know, obviously this is something that uh, Dan and I are very familiar with for <laughs> driving cars, I mean, be it trucks. I've never curbed a wheel. <laughs> really? Oh, this okay. Week. <laughs> I've, I've, many, a to- many a time I've, I've, I've had a curb meet my wheel, let alone, uh, you know, had family members that have done it, you know. You know, and it's funny because, um, you know, when you're, when you're around your friends, it's, it's a little bit demoralizing. Oh, yeah. We all do it, but... <laughs> You don't want to talk about it, right? So, so. On the Raptor, I do it intentionally all the time. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many times I'm like, I can't fit in that. But if I drive over the curb and back down, I can. Yeah, stop doing that. Dan. So, Corey, thanks for coming in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Like I said, uh, I've been, you know, in fact, it's, I, we, we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, recently, you did everything. You you painted the wheels on my monkey, actually. So, I did. Thank <laughs> you for that. Yeah, it's, it was, I don't think, I, you know, and I'm going to be honest with Corey. I, I don't think I was as honest. I was honest with him, but I don't think he quite understood what I was bringing in that day i was like yeah i'm bringing in wheels for my motorcycles yeah we do that absolutely you know we paint or powder coat which they look by the way they look great thank well, you well i thought you were bringing in monkeys when you said oh that, monkeys so I well i mean yeah like, we'll i'd like to monkey. have you paint these monkeys that you know <laughs> just trank them and you'll be good yeah <laughs> trank them and you'll be good so how, how long have you guys been in business sound wheel works uh sound wheel works has been in business since 2016. Okay. November 2016. Which means I've probably been using them since December of 2016. <laughs> yeah. 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 So how'd you guys get started? Like, I mean. Well, I, I, I've been doing wheels for almost 30 years. Okay. I had a shop down in Ballard back in 92 to 2005. A lot of people knew back it. Back when you wanted to be in Ballard. Yeah. 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 Sure. It was nice getting out of there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I kind of got out of that for a bit, got into another line of work, and but I never gave wheels up, so. You kept doing it. I mean, I was telling you, I think, I think the, the, the miracle of your business is the fact that I drop my car off in the morning, and by the end of the day, my wheels are they're, they're, they're fixed, the color is right, which I still don't understand what type of magic you're doing there, by the way. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. you know, Not that I had complicated wheels, but <laughs> I have done some serious. Like, the wheels I had on the Dyna BMW, were, they were black, and they really showed up bad when I'd scrape them up, and I scraped them up a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were going to give you a punch card. Maybe. Yeah, you know, that probably would have been, you know, just punched me and told me to stop doing it. But, yeah, so. I mean, did you did you grow up in the automotive world? You've been doing this for 30 years. But, I mean, was this? Yeah, my grand, my grandpa, he had a, a shop down in uh, in Seattle, and Foster's Frame and Axle. Okay. And so when I was a little kid, I remember the coolest thing in the world was watching a car getting jacked up. Yeah. Never thought I'd make a living doing wheels when I saw that, but I remember it used to, oh, man, I can't wait. I want to get older, and I want to do that well. Yeah. Here I am, 
52 years old, and I'm still doing it. Well, so. I mean, hey, it's it's obviously with the car community around here, it's going to happen, and it's, I mean, so basically with Sound Wheelworks, you do anything wheel related, right? I mean, you're, you're mm, no, okay, no, I, I got to, yeah, yeah, no, we don't. We try not to do too much center boring. We don't do anything to lug bolt holes. Okay. If you've got a reamed out hole, it's either have an insert point in it. I'll send you where to, tell you where to go. Yeah. But, but we just more do just like CNC finishing, okay. uh, powder coating, wheel straightening. If you crack a wheel, we'll weld it as long as it's not in a spoke, that sort of thing. Okay. So Interesting. Structural and, and uh, cosmetic is just about it. Yeah. And if you want to powder coat your wheels, Dan, especially your monkey wheels, you have to take your bearings out. Oh, yes. <laughs> but if you don't want to take your bearings out, they I'll will still paint them for you, and they look fabulous. So. Right over yeah. the top. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then your bearings will stay where they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> no. Not your fault. My fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are the most popular services you – I was thinking color change is probably one of the most popular things I've done with wheels over the years is I get a car and immediately try and change the color of the wheels most of the time. When people are learning to drive, curbing their wheels is obviously a pretty common thing. Yeah. But then there's the people that are like, I'm going to bump the curb every time I park. That's how I know when to stop. <laughs> and then I have seen like the uh, the every speed bump or every I can't be the, the only highway. frequent flyer you have. Yeah. That's a better way to put it. What's yeah. the most consistent repair you guys see? It, it would be curb rash. It's still just curb rash. It's the curb rash. And, and one of the things that we see a lot of now is what you were saying, color change. Yeah, guy buys a car. He wants to, a lot of people want to go black with their wheels now. That's just the end thing. It's been the end thing for what five years, at, at least five years. Everybody wants black wheels. That's interesting. Yeah. So coming from somebody who has black wheels on all his cars, but uh. are they? Are you dis? <laughs> do you have to dismount to do that? Uh, if we're powder coating, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. If we're painting, we just drop the beads down and do our work, and then okay, air, air it back up and all that. Huh. So. That's the miracle. Like, I mean, I have sent this man some some wheels where I do not know how they got done in a day. Like, that's, it amazes me. So, <laughs> let's, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, help. 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 I see. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's, that's, that's the, kind of the one thing that I've always wondered. Like, are you going in and are you filling in the, 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 the the rash, yeah. yeah how, how does that, that, how's work? that work? I mean, Walk I don't want you to rash. give. I don't want you to give away the secret sauce, but I am always kind of curious on how that happens. Okay, if I tell you, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to kill you. It's still, I, st- I got the, uh, I got a punch card. It's pretty good. Right? Go for it. Well, on the tenth one, <laughs> on the tenth one they'll t- we'll tell you what we actually do to your car. Yeah. We we do not do any kind of bondo fills or anything like that. Yeah, I do. Something I won't that, ever yeah. do because that stuff shrinks and yeah. it just it's nasty stuff. Uh, most of the time, and, and this is how I explain it to customers because they don't get it. Metal displaces like water. Half, you know, take a bathtub, half full of water, sit in it. And get, same with metal. You take it and you hit a curb, and what looks like a quarter-inch deep gouge really isn't. It's way less. Once you shave that metal that's lifted above the surface off, you barely have anything left. So then we just finesse it, you know, we just... You know, we've got the tools. Wave to your hands. You do the magic. Yeah, absolutely. No, wiggle my nose. Oh, wiggle your nose. Oh, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the hand wave, and I gave that up years ago. Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> doesn't work as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But so no, we don't. We don't do any filling unless it's too, if it's really big. Then we do. I will TIG weld it. Like you said, oh, if, you're, if you're if you're cracking something or things. Yeah. Like that. yeah. yeah well, okay. you get that to where you get a, a a quarter inch, you know, deep, and you can't. You, yeah. You have to add metal to it. So. It's just people. I mean, I, I think you know. There's always that accidental thing where you think you're, you're, you're I'm, I'm close enough to the curb, and then there's that, 
And then, but then there's the hard part where you have to back it out of the curve, which I think, I don't, I don't know if it's better to go forward and just pull the wheel away or back out. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I've been through that once. Yeah. <laughs> once or twice. I've yeah. been there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you said you don't, you don't uh, fix wheels that are cracked on the spokes. I actually had that happen to me on a car once. Uh, not aftermarket set of wheels that were garbage. Uh, they, that company is still in business somehow, but I've seen it a lot. Um, why is that? Even just does well, the rigidity of the spoke isn't as good, or it, yeah, it's it's going to weaken it. But here, the problem with trying to weld a spoke is when you're trying to heat up a surface, mm-hmm. if it's in a spoke, your heat's going to want to keep going away from you, and pretty quick that wheel's going that whole wheel has to be hot to oh. just get that spot to melt. So you you know you're sitting you're trying to get it to melt, and that heat goes up further, and then it you just keeps moving, moving, moving. So. That and the fact that it'll never be as strong. Yeah. And I, I, you know, if it's my wheel, I wouldn't want somebody fixing it because if it, you know, breaks. Yeah. Guess I, who's responsible? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's some liability there. Oh, I didn't I think am. about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, and I it don't want sense. that. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's take our first break. And we want to talk more about you when we get back. We'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's always amazed me. I, I said that. That's one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on the show, not just because I was a customer, because, you know, I'm, it's, it's always, I'm always curious because, like I said, I get there and it's, there's such a, a wide range of, of cars of people and you're, you know, and it's fun because you sit in the parking lot and you're like, oh, I know I've done that and I know how to do that. But I mean, I want to kind of go back a little bit. Like I said, you, you grew up in, you grew up in Seattle area then, right? Yeah. Okay. And your, and your, your, your grandfather or your father had the, the, the actual show? My grandfather. Your grandfather. So did you work there as a kid? No. Well, no. yeah. 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 I got to go. Slave labor. Yeah. I got to go in there with my dad when he gone and clean for my grandpa. And sure. Well, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you know, we're always there, but were you always the car kid? Like, were you like, we always joke about the fact, like, you know, you had the hundred Hot Wheels and was. Oh, yeah. I had, yeah. yeah I, I mean, yes and no. Yeah. It was, I was into cars and motorcycles okay. as a kid. That's important. Yeah. What mm-hmm. type of cars were you into? Well, muscle cars. Yeah. Muscle cars? Okay. Like, did you, did you have a muscle car growing up? Yeah. Yeah. A couple few. A couple few? <laughs> I wish I would have held on to yeah, it because they were worth money now. What'd you have? <laughs> well, a 72 Nova. Oh. I had a 69 Satellite. Oh, cool. So, let's see, a 73 Mustang, Mach 1 Mustang, and on and on and on. So nothing, I, I, nothing with any power, Dan. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> my, my Pontiac Firebird had the most power. That thing was great. Oh. And that's the car I missed the most. It had okay. the rally hood, rally stripes, everything. It was 400. Those, I mean, yeah. those are hard to find these days, especially well, people are retro-modding them and beating the crap out of them, and, you know. Yeah. So what year was the Firebird? Uh, 73. It's it was a 73 Esprit, but we converted it to the... To the uh, seventy-two, like oh, so seventy-one. You did the conversion. I mean, a guy did. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. And, so. and you and you 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 regret selling that, of course. Oh, like we we always do that. I, every car. I, yeah. I, I wish I would <laughs> held on to every one of my black. Yeah. yeah. Go. Everyone. It, it's amazing how you 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 get that connection with a car, but then and you, you go well, but because in your mind you're like, well, if I sell it, there's the next project. But then you, it's between the projects, and you're going, wait a minute, so. I didn't realize cars were going to go to computers. I mean, <laughs> if I would have known that, I would have held on to at least two of them. Yeah, but it's, it's tough to work on them, though, is the thing. Like, I mean, I, you know, we were talking about my Triumph earlier. I mean, it's, it's pain in the ass, but I can get in there and work on yeah. it. But, like, like you, I, you're, you're daily right now is a Gladiator, and I'm, Dan and I are huge 
Jeep guys, but I was looking at them. I, I love those, but it's like you can't you can't work on it. You know, it's, it, that computer is running everything. So yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, <laughs> what made you get the Gladiator? By the way, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I walked into honestly, it was a fluke deal. I my other Jeep, I had a 2010 Jeep, and there was a recall on the seatbelt. Okay. And so I took Upgrade. it in. Upgrade. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I took it in, and I looked across the parking lot, and I saw this Gladiator sitting way at the end, but it was already done. It was lifted, big wheels, tires, and it was black. Okay. And I looked at Shelly, and I said to her, I said, man, I'd sure like to have something like that if I could afford it. And she says, well, if they'd finance, you got to get it. And right then I had her okay, so I got it. <laughs> yeah. She, I'd sure like to have one of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, she got me back about six months later when she bought her 2015 Toyota TRD. Oh, those, oh, oh yeah. okay. Big fan of those. Competition. Lifted. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to have a toy, she's got to have a toy, right? That's, I didn't realize it at the time, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those are two fun You were in a negotiation toys. and you didn't know it. Okay, we've all been yeah. there. Yeah. Didn't realize it. Yeah. Those are both fun practical toys, though. No, yeah, they're great. Yeah. Are, are, are you, do you take them off-road? I have not yet. Not yet? Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of worry about that warranty deal if I go and do something stupid, which I'm good at doing off-road. So We know nothing about that. So yeah. I'm, it's, it's, you know, We'll always do it. I mean, that's, we don't curb ribs. We don't do anything stupid, so that's fine. Yeah. I was going to say, you're yeah. just going to curb rash your wheels on all the gravel and mud. It's yeah, fine. what are you, you worried about? Guy. You worried about nicking a wheel or something? Well. Like you don't know who's going who's gonna to fix it? The problem is I don't, have to, I don't have time to fix my own oh, stuff. That's a, oh, yeah. That's a good problem to have. He, he won't do it for me. The so. cobbler's kids don't have, have shoes, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, I mean, tell me a little bit more about, like I said, your, your, I, I understand. How did you make the transition? Like, you you got your grandfather's shop, but then, you you know, you, when did you start doing wheels? You said 30 years ago. How did that happen? Like, you know, every, everybody in the automotive world kind of has that moment where, like, you know what? I, I found my niche. Well, I, did, see, I didn't have a job. What had happened is, is I'd lost my job. I was in my early 20s, and I'd lost my job. And my uncle, who had... Foster's wheel service, okay. but he had shut it down, and it had been shut down for a year, but he said his phone, every day his phone rang at least a, a dozen times. Hmm. And he says, why don't you come out, and I'll teach you how to straighten a wheel, and if you like it, you pick it up, and you like it. You just run the shop. And we came up with a little figure that, you know, he was happy with, I was happy with, so he took me out in the shop, and he, he took three wheels that were bent, he took the fourth one and showed me how to do it. And he says, okay, now, I'm going to leave you to it, and you just do it. When you're done, you come get me, and I'll check them. Yeah. Hmm. So about an hour later, I went in there. I said, okay, I'm ready for you. And he said, you got one of them done? I said, well, no, I did all three of them. And he came out, and he checked me. He says, how about you start tomorrow? <laughs> and we opened, so you found your niche. I found my Very niche. quickly, okay. I found, and that's what I love doing to this day. I love straightening the wheels. I do probably about 80%. And I better be careful. I do probably about 60% of the straightening because okay. I'm, I'm getting a little older and a lot of it's still physical. So, But that's sort of your niche. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's my thing. But these guys that work with me, they and they work with me. They don't work for me. It's it's a big team effort down there. So, And that's the good thing about our shop. And that's one of the reasons it's successful is because we all work together for the most part. Well, that <laughs> and the, quali- the quality of work that comes out of your shop is, yeah. is above 
above par. So that's the important Appreciate thing. That. So, I mean, you know, I've had wheels repaired in other places, not necessarily here, but on the other side of the state. And you're driving down the road, and you're like, I think my teeth are going to chatter out. Like, <laughs> I don't think this is balanced. <laughs> I've always been a little just off add balance. weight to it. Yeah, pretty weld. much. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just add weight to the other side, and you'll be fine. So that's yeah. the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. What are your favorite cars to work on? Man, that's a... Like, I, you I look at a wheel and you're like, that's art. Even though it's wrecked, it's art. I think machining wheels is, is what I like the most because it's the biggest, when you see a before and then you see an after of a machined wheel, that's where it's... I mean, I we get more people that are like, is that even the same wheel? Yeah. Because the machining shows every little, like a black wheel. Mm-hmm. You can see a curved black wheel from here to the wall across the room. <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> and, it's, and with the machined wheel, it's the same thing. And when you get done with the machine wheel, you've got the painted pockets. You've got a nice, I call it the vinyl record face because it looks like a vinyl record. You yep. know, for those of us who are my age and know what a vinyl record is. <laughs> uh, we're close. Yeah, we're yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Anyway, so a machine wheels, is, that's the most satisfying. That's, I love seeing that when they're done. But I also like seeing tacos. Take a bent wheel that you can see this big visible. Oh, bend. I thought you just wanted. To, I'm, I'm like, I, I like, like tacos. tacos too. Like, I mean, <laughs> you, like, you, you don't yeah. want to eat these tacos. No, anyway, oh yeah, got it. Okay. But no, seeing a wheel go from, you know, crathump crathump to being, ninety nine percent better. Nice. Yeah, I mean, so uh, talking about your your past with the muscle cars and things like that. Do, do you guys do like restore? Like, if somebody comes and goes, I've had this barn find. I've got these wheels. They've been sitting on this Challenger for forty years. Can you? help them restore those mm-hmm. and things like that yes do you guys do a lot of that well not a lot but we do a, a bit you know we just we did some some um there were two-piece wheels yeah two-piece wheels just last last month okay and the guy spent a, a ton of money to, but he wanted them right so we took them apart and remachined them re-clear coated the wow. barrels and powder coated the faces put it all back together and that's good to know, like I said, especially with the amount of cars around here, people that are doing those projects. Because I think uh, so many people, like when I was talking to the Avance members and I was telling them you guys are going to be on there, a lot of people use you, but they don't. I don't think they necessarily know the extent of what you guys can do. And you know, We're so yeah. used to doing, you know. We're curvy. seeing multi-piece wheels come back a little bit in fashion now. They kind of went by the wayside a little bit because they're heavier. But uh, like uh, as the, the Radwood cars, the 90s and 80s cars come back around, we're seeing that because people want that uh, that original look. Like if you look at like the my favorite of that era is either the got to be like the, the Lamborghini three piece wheels, the factory ones, not the cheap crappy ones they put on because they couldn't find tires or like the, all those the, cheap wheels they put on the Lamborghini. Oddly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you've got, I, a, if is, you've got yeah. a Lamborghini with $3,000 wheels, you have really cheap <laughs> wheels on a Lamborghini that has $20,000 factory wheels. Yeah. But, uh, like the, the Lotus Esprit with the OZ Futura multi-pieces and stuff like that. that look really cool. I are seeing a lot of those come back. And I think, uh, oddly we might, have stance to thank a little bit in that regard because they really brought it back and then people are like oh i want my you know my 80s car with the the matching you know what was that uh that gm pontiac honeycomb mesh they had oh, and the God. mesh look they had they were a nightmare they to stole clean. it from bbs but yeah, yeah they stole it from yeah. bbs but they look so good on like an old gta when they're super clean like you just i miss having that around so, as somebody who works with wheels every day and technology, what do you think about these three-piece wheels? I mean, like, there's the, there's a lot of there's a lot of purists out there that really love you know there's somebody who takes a single piece of aluminum and they're carving it out and they're working on it and they're beautiful. But do you like these three-piece wheels? Like, you're you're sort of somebody that, that does it every day and sees these things. So I think they're <coughs> the three-piece wheels. I first of all, they're about the easiest wheel to work on. Oh, okay, because they're so soft to straighten out. They're super simple. Um, 
you want soft wheels on a car, yeah. right? I mean, come on. Yeah. That's the downfall with three-piece <laughs> yeah. wheels, though. Well, because um, our roads are so nice here, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Well, they look really good. we're right? in Seattle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, exactly. But, you know, in the resealing, it seems like they need to be resealed every two or three years. Okay. Or after every time a tire shop gets a hold of them. and <laughs> Puts new tires on and somehow rips the seal. Yeah, right away tire, folks. <laughs> get, the, get the pros. Yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, I've, I've seen that. That's, I've, that's happened to me, not necessarily here, but a, a lot of tire shops, they're just not real kind with the, their, their... Yeah, I've seen that sort of quality degrade over time, Yeah, I've noticed. They, well, it's the speed. It's the speed. That it, yeah. it, it used to be you'd go to a tire shop and you knew you'd leave the car for the day and that things were done. But now I feel like you watch these guys go through it and I'm going... So. Well, I don't. I won't say any names. That, that's just no, we don't thing. either. But yeah. the thing is, is, is in the in the tire tire industry now, a lot of you see a lot of kids, you know, young, eighteen to you know, twenty two, and and they just yeah, but they've had fifteen minutes of training on the tire thing. Well, You're fine, you know. <laughs> but no, so that's where a lot of stuff gets scratched and nicked and dinged. And I work with a lot of tire shops that that yeah. if that happens, they just give us a call and yeah. we'll help them out. But you know, I think a lot of a lot a lot of the it's just not trained well. Yeah, you know? it's it's a training thing. Mine twice won't say the name. Yeah, <laughs> my Z06 every time it went into the shop. It's like oh, the worst wheels ever to dismount tires on. By the way, yeah, cold. I know the manager there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. probably do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it escalates quickly. It escalates <laughs> so quickly. No, like I said, I, back to my previous statement about wheels. It's like there. I mean, Dan and I've talked about it on the show. There's a lot of people that won't put multiple piece wheels on there because of how soft they are and the fact that you know the more pieces the more things that can go wrong and everybody yeah. wants that that you know they don't, want the look. they don't want the they don't want the maintenance and the three-piece wheel is something it's a maintenance item yeah that, like i mean talking to zubrick all those years ago on the show with his e30 which is those beautiful bbs's but i mean he's done a complete tear down repolish of all the bolts i mean literally like had to repolish every bolt to put it on because just over time that's just what happens when you have something I mean, multi-pieces, that many pieces on a wheel. You think of a wheel as just one thing, but it's not. Well, and you and I were talking about the Triumph before, and I was talking about the spokes on my – I can't imagine. So you have the skill. You guys don't necessarily do it as far as as, being able to work on spoke wheels and things like that, right? I don't even want to clean them, let alone work on them, but yeah. I've got everything to do wire wheels. They're old British and stuff because I bought all the old stuff that I had at Foster's. I've got the true ink stand. I've still got spokes, nipples. i got everything. I even have some size. I was telling you – we have about 20 brand new British wire, 60 well, spoke don't, wheels. Don't let that get out there. People, you, people, people <laughs> but, showing up at your house. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, I've I, got them locked away. Yeah, no. But, uh, yeah. but no, it's just, it's, it, I just choose not to do that anymore. Okay. It, it's just too tedious and takes okay. too long. And there's, I hate to say it, but there's no money in it anymore. That's fair. Yeah, it's, it's so much labor for multi-piece wheels. There was somebody posted on Avance today. It was a question of like people who still run wire wheels on vintage stuff and it's like oh the cleaning those was such a nightmare that, was, mean, that wasn't yeah. a day job that was a weekend <laughs> <laughs> as somebody who has done it as a, since i was yeah. a kid on the triumph it's like individually and let, let, let alone i mean i was talking to him i get frustrated trying to why you know put do the spokes on a bicycle wheel like let alone on a car like some of these guys i'm going i just can't even imagine it's it's an art but uh it's a it's a dying art. So I had a question I wanted to ask you. What reminded me the other day when we were looking at so there's down at the in Drivers Club here. There's a brand new Shelby GT500 and it's got gorgeous carbon oh. fiber wheels on it. How is it? To, I was wanted to ask you about the construction of this. Have you worked on those before? Had to do anything on carbon fiber wheels? I have. How does that work for you guys? Because I mean, I don't know how you would possibly repair it and paint it, but well. 
Okay, I won't. I don't repair them. Okay, I was wondering. First of all, you can't bend them because yeah. if if it gets you to a point, you can once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <I> mean, <laughs> so, springs you know, right back exactly, or yeah. it blows up. Yeah. Um, what I do with carbon fiber is a lot of places won't touch them. Yeah. And so I'll I'll do dismounts, mounts, and balances, and that sort of thing on them because I know how to do it without even touching the wheel. Ah, okay. And so I've got one customer in particular. Every time he puts his race tires on, which is every every other week. <laughs> He brings them to us. Good problem to have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he brings them to us. He's got a 2021 Ferrari, and it's oh, got yeah. those carbon fiber wheels on it, and so he brings them to us. But as for Kerbin, I've heard there's places out there, but I, I I don't know who, and I don't think I'd want to mess with taking a chunk out of a carbon fiber wheel. I would think it would weaken it, so I would I don't think I'd want to touch it. Yeah. Well, we and, and maybe you can answer this, knowing a little bit more about wheels than I do. We brought this up about the, the GT500. Uh, are those wheels built to the point where, like, I mean, because in my mind, when I when I torque the wheels on my Subaru and I'm making a very, there's, these are two very things. You know, and you over torque a lug on a, on a metal wheel, you're fine. But I feel like with a carbon wheel, you could absolutely just blow it apart as far as, I well, mean. Yeah, there's a torque spec. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I mean, there's a torque spec. I'm not sure what it is. I know it's it's a lot lower than you would think it would be. Okay. But the, the carbon fiber wheel, there's a, a metal plate that's actually built into the wheel oh it's bonded to the carbon yeah okay so you're you're it's going to still be metal on metal you can't have metal on carbon <laughs> or metal on it just won't work yeah yeah <laughs> so the center is the only piece of that whole wheel okay it, that and the tpms sensor yeah. are the only metal pieces on that wheel as I far as i know TPMS. okay Huh. So yeah. I mean it's it's a technology obviously that's ex- incredibly expensive and I mean ob- and as funny as it is the one the, the people that are in my mind that are leading that are Ford because the the two cars that have them are the GT500 and the Ford GT now yeah I mean I, that are coming out of the factory with carbon wheels I think well, that, and the and the and Ferraris and the Ferraris yeah oh, that's right that's right the 2021 Ferraris have got them but yeah okay I expect it odd that Ferrari. Ford beat them to them <laughs> yeah yeah they've well, been in the motorcycle world for a long time though like I sold carbon fiber wheels back in the like the late 90s from BST Technologies, Blackstone Tech, and they're still in business. And they make carbon fiber wheels for the monkey, actually, by the way, oh if you really want. I mean, they're like seven those, grand. Those will be great for <laughs> off-road, yeah. <it's> <laughs> Brandon, over, Brandon Manpal Brandon over there. Brandon should he do needs those, drink. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, hmm, carbon, carbon. fiber wheels. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I've looked at all the carbon stuff for the monkey, and I'm like, one rock, like one. I mean, because they have carbon f- fenders and all that too. I was like, the fenders hold up pretty well, just so you know. I just <laughs> had them on all my bikes. So. You know what? I would have no problem with the fenders, and then I would put carbon fenders on my monkey, and then that would be the day it falls over. That's that's <laughs> the way my luck goes with things. So yeah, it's just, that's funny. Yeah, you're a motorcycle guy too. You were saying earlier. Speaking of which, uh, what are you riding these days? Nothing anymore. Oh, nothing, nothing anymore? Oh. No, I was... Uh, we got to get him a monkey. Yeah, I know. Well, I want to <laughs> yeah. get a monkey. I yeah. just don't... I almost took... I almost uh, met a deer head on, and after that, I mm. was like, yeah, I think I'm going to retire young. And so I gave up riding about two years, three years ago. Well, yeah. it's easier to retire when you're alive. <laughs> so, I mean, that's... What type of bikes did you ride, though? Uh, I had Harleys and Crotch Rockets. Yeah, okay. I, I had like seven or eight bikes in my lifetime. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, started out with a Honda 400 CM. Yeah, automatic. That works. <laughs> yeah. That was my first bike. Hey, you got to start somewhere, <laughs> right? With that, yeah. Seventy. That was good enough for me then. Right. <laughs> Get you there. Yeah. So, were you were you riding the big Harleys, the the baggers? And stuff I like? had a uh, two. Let's see, what was that? A '97 Dyna Wide Glide. Oh, but nice. It was lowered and it was all black and chrome. It was a beautiful bike. 
I, I have a real, I love the, the big bikes, the big Harleys. It's just the cruisers. I mean, obviously, you know, they're, it's different from what it used to be with the choppers and stuff. But, like, I mean, you look at some of these guys riding around, I'm like, they've got nicer bikes than my, in the inside of my car. I'm like, you yeah. know, as far yeah. as heated and the, the stereos and the. Well, why glad you get the best of both worlds. You yeah. Think, think. Comfortable cruiser. It's not quite the bagger, so you're not throwing around a small car. But. No, but I'm just saying, like, like those things have become so far as far as, you know. Yeah. The, you can, and obviously, I mean, you know, and, and I know we've mentioned it, but you will work on motorcycle wheels as, as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just did, did one today. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you curb them, but, you know. You paint oh, them. No, was, you this, paint one was, this was a wire wheel. Oh, but okay. It, but it was bent. It, had the, it was the wire wheel okay. through the aluminum housing, kind of like the old, oh, I can't remember what they called those wire wheels. Anyways, um, he the guy had somehow bent. I don't know how you bend a, a, a wheel with a, with a tire that big on it, but he did it. So I've done it on dirt bikes with low pressure, and I've done it on on the street on potholes. That yeah, but, yeah. So. It's it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I want to know how you do that. Like, my teeth are chattering just <laughs> thinking about that. Like, what did you hit that like it would make yeah. you want to do that? So they're pretty strong though. I used to jump the supermotos all the time and. <laughs> no, I get that, but I'm just saying a wire wheel bending yeah. like that. That's yeah. that's that's a lot of force to put through something. So yeah. especially through the rubber. Yeah. Well, for the for the listeners' sake, so I've got my my Raptor. If I want to change colors on that thing, how much is that going to run me if I do that on average for like? Well, it depends on what you're doing. If you're going to do powder coat. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, let's walk through. Let's walk through the differences on those. Actually, yeah. why would somebody choose powder coating over painting? A lot stronger, a lot more durable, okay. so especially for like off road and whatnot. Um, it instantly is, it, once you powder coat a wheel and it's baked and cooled off, then it's done. You, there's no 30 day, you know, it takes 30 days to fully cure. It's not like that with powder. It's a, it's an instant thing. Okay. Uh, paint is a 30 day cure time. So you, you can wash the wheel after the first day, but it's also not as durable as powder. Yeah. And some people think, oh, you try to push powder because you make more money. No, actually, I don't. I push powder because it's stronger. I actually make less money doing powder than I do. Yeah. So I, I like, you know, uh, powder cutting, it doesn't rock chip as easy. It doesn't scratch as easy unless it's a gloss black, which... Yeah. Black, yeah. yeah. You sneeze on that and it's going to yeah. it's gonna scratch. Ceramic, look, yeah. ceramic those for a little extra, but yeah, that's about yeah, all you yeah. can do. We don't do that, but it can. you can get that done at a few of the detail shops that I, that I know of. But... Um, yeah, uh, painting painting is you can get better colors. Like, yeah. say you want, oh, I want I want some sparkle in that, and we can do that. We can add that. Powder is a powder. Yeah, and once it melts, it melts the color that it is. <laughs> yeah. So you, you can't throw sparkle in there because it no metallic flake. <laughs> well, you can, I'm sure they have it's probably out there, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, so we're, it's just solid colors. If you want a fancy, nice looking, pretty color with some sparkle to it or something, then it has to be paint. I really wish I would have done acid green more on the portion. Just saying. Nice. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and like that's when when I started the conversation with him, like, and I, I called him about the monkey, and we were talking about it because I knew that um, what what I was going to be using the bike for. I know it was going to be off road, but we we had a conversation. I, actually, I think her and I had a conversation about paint versus powder coat, and it. I mean. At the end of the day, it came down to the fact that I I, knew, I wanted it done. I didn't have a way to pay the, pull the bearings, and they were able to work with me because, I mean, had I been had I wanted to do it the way he had suggested, I do it. <laughs> but uh, they they came out fabulous. But uh, when it when it comes to colors and things like that, are, are, do people have you, obviously with paint you can you can I, somebody can come in and say I want you know a rainbow uh, you know unicorn paint job or whatever. But with powder coat is it, does it limit the colors? And, and I mean, 
And are you working with people that, that, that can come up with a color, or how does that work? Well, if a person calls up and they want a special color, yeah. I'll just tell them, get a hold of prismatic powder. Okay. Mm. And look look on there and see what you like. You know, oh, okay. Order, if, you want, if, you want to, if you find a color that you like that I don't have, just order six pounds of it. Okay. We'll lay it for you, and we will also lifetime warranty their product. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. So because that's what we use. Okay. And, but if we don't have their color, then we tell them, because we, we did a set of bronze wheels today. Okay. And it's not a color. It's a color that we actually had in stock. So it, it was a good customer of mine, and I, he says, yeah, I just want a bronze. So I said, all right. Okay. So it, take, it takes six pounds of powder to cover, the, like, four car wheels? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Didn't know that. Okay. With a, and you'll have a little left over, depending well, on no, the si- I, depends on the size. <laughs> something. To, I mean, I get you. I just it's, didn't know that. Like yeah. so, if, and that's like tw- I'd say about a twenty-two inch wheel on down. Okay. Anything uh-huh. above that's going to take more. Learn something new every day. Did they retain that weight, or is it bake? Like, are you adding? I guess it, thinking of a lightweight like a track car, yeah. you would want to limit the weight. I wonder if paint would weigh less. I would think it would. I mean, because you're misting on versus laying. Is just, yeah, just like because I know the powder is a lot thicker. It's a lot yeah. thicker, huh. and that process is basically you're prepping the wheel, and then is, is it a negative charge that, that you're you're spraying it on with, and then it's baked? Th- that you'd have to talk to my guy about. Oh, okay. Because I don't even I step back from that. I, I want I want to live to be sixty five, so oh. I don't like breathing that stuff. Let the young guys breathe <laughs> it in. Hey, 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 right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> you have young lungs. You do this. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know, there is a charge through it. I I, I don't yeah. know the whole the whole you know the hey, whole deal on it. But that's I mean you I'm know. the first to admit it. Well, no, but that's honest. It's like yeah, yeah I got a guy that does. You got that. an expert for that. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. He's better at than I am. So. There you go. That's why you hired him, right? Yeah. He got it. Yeah. What it uh, so you're not off roading your Jeep though, not yet. What about the Tacoma? Is it TRD Tacoma or Tundra? It's the it's the Tacoma. Tacoma. You yeah. gonna t- how's that one off road? I'm just saying. She hasn't taken it off road yet. Boy, we're gonna have to fix this. It sounds like they're working too much because you know the the, well, they, the, the world has discovered them. So here, here I am in a Vaughn's member. Yeah, I had no clue that there was a track. Yeah. Up on Snoqualmie oh. that I could go to. Oh, yeah. yeah. And take my G- you, until you, today. You, you got to come to the Avance Off-Road section. Every yeah. third Saturday. Of the month. Every third Saturday. Thanks yeah. to Brandon Minpel. Yeah. Right. He's probably going to die of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is? Brandon Minpel is going to die of drinking? Oh, that'd That's be bad. so weird. <laughs> It'll be, a, it. it'll be a nice speech at Brandon Bimpal's funeral. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have it on the third Saturday. <laughs> so, no, you should, you, should, you should come out on the, the next Saturday. Come out and hang out with us, and uh, I think you'd have a lot of fun. Bring, I mean, you can either one of them. Bring either vehicle, but it's a, it's a great course. So. And, and when is that? It's the third Saturday? Third, that's third Saturday, yeah. You come out and see Brandon Bimpal oh, on the third Saturday? <laughs> no, we just had it. Oh, you, oh We okay. just had it just this had weekend, it. yeah. So, so the, the, next week, the next one will be June, no. June yeah. something. June something. We'll figure out. The we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, new and exciting in the in the wheel stuff that you've seen that you've been excited by that you've looked at? What's coming to the shop and you've been like, this is the next cool thing for you? Like I like them oh, around. Yeah, <laughs> I like them around. I mean, I, you know, I used to get excited about all the all the. I, I'm more into the get, seeing these muscle cars coming through now. Yeah, the old the resto stuff guys. coming oh, back. Yeah, yeah, because it's like to me that it's like you see. I see for I I was telling somebody earlier that. You know, I, I, I'm so used to driving these Ferraris and Lamborghinis. And it doesn't mean anything to me anymore to drive one. <laughs> I can. Nice. I would, don't think I'd ever buy one because I'd be too afraid of hitting a wheel. <laughs> and you don't have the time to it. fix it. Okay. No, I, I, I. even though I'd sure love to yeah. rent one for a day and, and go out for a long drive just to see how fast I can go. But uh, 
Yeah, uh, but also you're a classic muscle guy. Th- that's, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's not. And, and I've seen more of those come through the shop lately. And yeah. it's like, oh. I mean, and and I, Dan and I have talked about that, and it's 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 not a, a bad thing. It's like you, where you have the you 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 created a business where, you have the experience to drive these cars and be with them. It's, you, it's not that you dislike them; it's just that's not your cup of tea, you know. And yeah. you become a little jaded in the, you know. I have been places and uh, with friends, and they'll be like, "Oh, it's a Ferrari," and I'm like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, <laughs> I appreciate it. I love it. I, I it, it's art to me. But I go, yeah, I've seen one. <laughs> like, and that's horrible in some ways, but it's also like I know what I like, and I'm yeah. kind of like you. I've gotten into I've gotten into more vintage stuff. Like I love seeing the old school stuff. I mean, old school Ferraris really get me. Yeah, going. like obscurity. So, yeah, obscurity. So it's you know, Dan used to joke the fact that when we would go to Monterey and there would be the same McLaren F1 sitting on the corner. It's like, oh, <laughs> there's the white one again. <laughs> there's the white one again. So yeah, it's, it's only tough. twenty million bucks. Yep. <laughs> Good. Gotta get now. out there and drive it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just the old the old school dashboards. Yeah. I miss. That. I oh, miss the analog the, and the shifter on the on the column. I mean, it's like, oh, where are those days at? <laughs> yeah, but that was also something in a day when something on the column didn't work. You were able to reach under the dash and fix it. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, you know, there's so much plastic, and it's like, yeah. do you know, you know, I don't care if you own me, you can't come under the dashboard. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and you didn't have to worry about an airbag hitting in the face. No, I mean, maybe it's. <laughs> Or maybe you wanted one too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. in some I, cases. I don't know. It's one of those the suicide knob on your steering wheel planting through your forehead. <laughs> back in the day, those of us that were in the back of a '79 Ford Granada on the back deck, bouncing up and down yep. with our grandparents. But yeah. yeah, I'm from the days when Pintos used to blow up. So oh yeah, yeah. Pintos yeah. and Corvairs. Yeah. Corvairs were different, <laughs> but the engine in the back with the tank. I like the wrong? rest. I like the resto mod stuff now. Absolutely. When you're seeing because because a lot of the things that they couldn't fix before, handling being the main thing when you see vintage muscle cars. <laughs> that we drive it's like a ton of fun but until you got a turn then you feel like you're driving an old truck because it feels like it's going to go fly off the road but you get in a nice resto mod you get all the style yeah. then you get the modern Hotchkiss suspension and you know and you get the modern brakes you get the modern rear end so you suddenly have traction not just tire fire but thing hauls ass you get to drop all the power down from that 454 out the rear it's a whole new ride then you get rid of the bias plies and you put on the fact like a 17 or an 18 especially when you got that new retro style it's a good thing Dan hasn't thought about this so my, my dream car forever has been a <laughs> has been a Cuda Hemi. Absolutely. But if you've ever driven a Cuda Hemi or a Challenger uh, RT back in the day, like they're really cool to look at. And they're really exciting <laughs> to drive, yeah. but they're not exactly going to, you're not exactly going to rail that thing around a track and, you know, power slide out every corner without the ass going in front of you a few times. Like they're just not made for that. But if you've driven a newer one, like it's in resto modded with a 6.4 swap and some 18, so it's still got it like built on the old chassis still, not not the new plasticky chassis, but you know, you get those classic chrome bumpers, like then you get to experience everything you love about that car and everything you love in a new car. And it's the expensive way to do it, but man, is it the right way to do it. So what you're saying is the Dukes of Hazzard just drove on dirt because it made it look fast, right? Yeah, yeah kind pretty of. much. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would yeah. love a 69 Charger we all would. with a Hemi, but yeah. if you've driven one, they, yeah. you're... You'll go back and you'll be oddly disappointed if you've only driven modern cars because it'll feel slow. Yeah. And because back in the day, 0 to 60 in 5.96 seconds was blinding fast. Now that's like slow compared to a Camry. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Like the new TRD Camry to 0 to 60 in like under five seconds. When did a Camry get look wow. good looking, by the way? Yeah, I know. So I, just that was a, a new TRD Camry. Yeah. We're like, wait a minute, like, wait that wait actually minute. looks that's nice. Just, <laughs> I would, not not that's on my not list. supposed but, to happen. But no, it, it is one of those things I've, I've been talking to the friend of mine about the new stuff versus the old stuff, and it really hits you hard as you get older because you're like, oh, man, I remember this being a lot faster when I was a kid. <laughs> and it was fast at the time. Yeah, yeah. But, 
the good old days. Yeah. I miss the classics. Anyway, let's, we're, we're due for our next break. We'll be right back. We'll talk more about some of the Avant stuff coming up and more wheel stuff. We'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. Just talking to uh, Brandon and Powell over there. The yep. uh, Avance Off-Road event is the 19th is the next one. I heard. June 19th. June 19th. Be there, yeah. Be so, sure to say hi to Brandon and Powell. Brandon and Powell. <laughs> Brandon and Powell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. So if you uh, curb a wheel, bend a wheel, hit a large pothole on I-90 that's been there for about three years that they're not going to fix. That's very specific. Dang. <laughs> okay. Maybe something random like that happens okay. <laughs> right before Issaquah coming down. Dan's examples are just so specific. It's just random one random, I didn't think random. of. Okay, yeah. Anyway, yeah. you can go see our friends over here. Sound and, uh, it's at Sound Wheel Works, and they are just in Bellevue right off 520, right uh, right by the Kawasaki dealership if you're in there. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, so it's 10% off jobs below 300 and 5% off jobs above $300. So if yeah. you've got like a single wheel fix, you'll probably be into that under 300 range if you are a terrible driver. Terrible, terrible driver, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you like curbs a lot. <laughs> Anti-curb, but no, it's, and, and like I said, yeah. Or if your name's Brandon. Oh, no. yeah, oh, Brandon. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, oh, no, actually, oh. We should talk a little bit more about Brandon because yeah, he, he's had what, he's, his R8 wheels done, his mm-hmm. FJ40 wheels done. Mm-hmm. He's had his monkey wheels done. You've had your monkey wheels done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to have mine up there in a bit. I'm waiting. So I'm doing it after the rally. I'm going to let mine get rock chipped uh, to hell and back and then just be like, do it all at once. Cause, uh, oh, let's be honest. I'll probably have mine back up there after the rally, too, because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'll probably, but you know, this time I'm probably going to do it right, and I'll take the wheels off, take the bearings out, and have him powder coat it. Yep. So, but I wanted, I want, I wanted, I wanted them pretty first. So, so I'm going with the vintage theme on the Are gold you? or okay. on the red. So I'm going to go with like the like a. Metallic. Oh, you're going to take my idea of gold wheels? No, <laughs> I am, but not on the red bike. The red bike's going to do like the like a, a gold, the true okay. gold. Yeah. And on the blue bike, I'm going to do like the bronze you because I love the bronze. Yeah. It looks really good on the blue. So I think that we'll, was his idea, by the way. Yeah. Because I went in there and I was like, I want gold wheel, and he's like, mm. and he, they came up with they came up with that color. On my, on it my looks bike, really so, yeah. good, yeah. So, so I'm, yeah, because I like the style of your bike, but I think it's more of like a road mm-hmm. look bike. And I'm gonna keep the, the the red one is like the off roader vintage okay. trail monkey look, and I'm yeah. gonna the blue one more the updated one. Must be nice to have two, huh, Brandon Ben Pal? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, um, yeah, and 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 like that, and I mentioned it earlier. It's, I mean, you guys are pretty much it's it's a day turnaround. Like as far as if, you mean, they have, most people have to leave the car with you unless they can get through the wheel. But it's about a day. I don't think I've ever gone over a day. Yeah, it's, and that's because we work with by appointment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't call it's, in. It's getting it's getting kind of scary though because we're getting so far booked out now. It's like, oh Good. no, but. It's a I good guess, problem just, to have. I'll just have to make the guys work more hours. Okay, that's fine. I'm sure they will. <laughs> more work, more hours. Yeah, great. So he seems real happy. Work's not a bad it. thing yeah. to or, have right or now. Or we can hire Brandon. Brandon Ben Powell? Yeah, yeah, Brandon Ben Powell could come <laughs> in just as <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Our poor listeners going to be like, really? They're yeah, never going to forget your name, though. They're going to nope. know Avance Off-Road, and they're yep. going to know exactly who to yep. talk to. Yep. 
I love it when our our listeners do two things with me. They mention a guest by name, makes me really happy they listen, and two, they recite our Haggerty commercials. <laughs> I mean, if, if, all the, if all the Avance members want to come see Brandon Ben Powell, they could bring him some beer. So we can, we can make this happen for <laughs> the him. The next Avance off-road event. He does like his microbrews. There you go. It's true. He yep, does. He's exactly. a microbrew guy. That'll teach you to stand on the back of your truck and take shots at me. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm standing on the back of the truck taking shots. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, well, if you want to clean your wheels, you can go visit our friends at Griot's Garage and use our code RCS10 at checkout to give your 10% off. Um, if you want to go see our friends at Sound Wheelworks, give them a call. Yeah. Um, or soundwheelworks.com, right? Yes. 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 Yeah, okay. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm not the computer guy. That would be him. And, I mean, and, and I will say, and, and it's something that I didn't know they had that you can ba- you can text them and, and have a conversation because that's what when, when I started the monkey nice. thing. That's how we did it. It was really nice. So yeah, cool. That, that's the easiest way for us. Yeah. yeah. And then it's on writing. Everybody knows. Yep. What, everybody knows what they're talking about. Nobody loses context. Well, they're and they're very quick. Like I was, I usually when you send a text to a business, I was like, it came back. I was like, oh, okay, this is happening now. Okay. Well, I was sitting at home drinking one of Brandon's microbrews. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> That's fine. Thank you. I, I appreciate orcs, you getting so back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy wants us to coat monkeys. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's at home drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't like a shiny monkey. Nope. Nope. <laughs> what else is happening in the Avance world, Dan? Uh, Dino Day at Carb Connection. Ooh, Always a fun. good time. That is the 22nd, so the day after this airs, you will have the Dino Day at Carb Connection. Nothing on the schedule for the week after, but uh, that will probably change. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, we're, we're in mourning because you're moving to McCall. So the whole the whole community is going to be. Mourning. I'll be back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nick yeah. will come visit. Everybody's yeah. going to come visit. Yeah. I'm going to travel back and forth, so you won't miss any exactly. shows. Um, but yeah, that's ten to four on Saturday. E- email Adam ahead of time if you are not participate participating. You can probably come uh, view it now because of the restrictions being lifted a little more. I got coffee without a mask today, by the way. That was pretty nice. What? Yeah. What's that like? I know. I didn't have to. It was I don't pretty understand. cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, so that was nice. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, Corey, I really appreciate you taking time yeah. to come in and, and talk to us, uh, out of your schedule. Cause I know you're busy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, if like, again, if you guys, uh, any Avance members want to reach out, you know, reach out through his website, text him. Uh, so yeah. Uh, for this episode of, uh, rain city supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>